Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, everyone, to the Everything Extraordinary podcast. I'm your host, Corbin Downen. I'm here with my boy, Heath Mall. Say what's up, Heath. How's it going? Uh, it's going well. How are you? I'm doing good. Just got off work. Had a nice little fun ride home with the windows down. Oh, Get yeah. some wind in my hair. It's hot Feeling as good. fuck. It's hot as fuck, man. How hot, it is, how hot is it in Dixon? Shit, I think it was like... I think it tapped out at 90 today. Yesterday it was like 97. It was miserable. Oh yeah, man. I was I was hooping uh yesterday. I I think it hit like 100. I know it hit 103. I think it was like what Saturday or something. But yeah, yeah it, was, it got a, it got a really bad this weekend. Yeah, it was fucking hot as fuck, but I got a couple questions for you. Um first off, I just want to start with who are you? Uh, I'm Heath Mall. I'm 21. My birthday is coming up in a couple weeks, though. Mm-hmm. Going to be hitting big 22. Yep. Uh, I'm a lot of things. For an actual living, I work at a grocery store, and it's County Market in Dixon. I kind of do a little bit of everything, and that's why I've been there so long. Uh, I get bored easily, so it's nice being able to help out wherever I want to and kind of just bounce around. Oh, yeah, but that's what that. I do for a steady paycheck and to pay my bills. Other than that, uh, I model. That's my passion at this point in my life. That's also what I think I'm going to do for a career. I've uh, I've had a really odd journey with it. I kind of just lucked into it and uh, just had a bunch of friends who were photographers. And they just kept telling me I was photogenic and I ran with it. And now I happen to know, like, that's how I met you, modeling for your brand. I got another buddy who has a brand that I've done stuff with and it's just a really rewarding thing because I've, I've met so many new people and my network has expanded so much. Even if I haven't made a considerable amount of money from it yet, I feel like the experience I'm getting from it at this point in my life is invaluable. Oh yeah, man. That's great. Um, yeah, I, I was very excited to start working with you. Um, you're you're definitely one of the best I've ever seen at networking. I think that's one of your top uh skills in this uh modeling uh path you're taking. Uh um, but yeah. Um what made you want to get into modeling? Uh the biggest thing that really made me want to get into modeling is I uh I know you didn't know me when I was, but four or five years ago, I was like three hundred and five pounds. Mm-hmm. Just had a really negative outlook on life, negative outlook and just on myself, my body. Just I feel like the issues you have with your body and your appearance will spill into the rest of your life. Yeah. And once I got a control of my body and how I felt about myself, it just opened up so many things for me. And now I feel like I should just run with it because yeah, for sure. A lot of people never get comfortable with themselves like that. And I've been blessed to become really comfortable with myself at a young age. And I feel like that's my advantage over other people my age trying to model is that I'm extremely comfortable with my body. I'm extremely comfortable with my identity and who I am. So that lets me that lets me work with so many people. I've done photo shoots for brands like yours, but I've also done photo shoots for like brands more centered towards females. I've done mm-hmm. photo shoots where I got butterflies in my hair and I'm standing in front of a waterfall in a rainbow shirt. Like, yeah, I've done lots of things that would seem uncharacteristic to me, but that's why I'm able to kind of be a chameleon, especially with the modeling and especially with the networking that helps a lot, because if you can get along with anybody, you are unstoppable. 
for sure. Because the more connections you have, the more opportunity you have. And that's something else I kind of learned through modeling. I started off being really shy. And now I hear somebody's a photographer and you got to, you got to hold me back from running to their DM and being like, Hey, let's work together. Let's get something <laughs> going. I want to create something with you. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that got me into it, but the, the main thing would be, I started doing it and everybody just gave me so much support and was like, man, I love seeing you doing this. I love seeing your pictures. And I, I, I had never had anything in my life like that, where I had so many people supporting me and so many people proud of me. And it gave me a lot of motivation to stick with it. Oh, yeah, man. I, I can relate to that a lot. I mean, when I when I was in high school, middle school, I was, you know, often bullied sometimes. And uh, oh, I was I like was bullied. Right. So I understand. Right. right. And like, you know, creating something, it kind of it kind of gives you a it kind of gives you a reason for people to respect you more, you know, and they see how driven you are. And, you know, I see that in you a lot. I see that in both of us a lot that we're very driven to get to where we want to be. So I really not to interject and slow your roll, but I really think when we met each other that we made a super positive impact on each other's lives, because I feel like since then, both of us have been on fire, like just running, doing anything, trying everything. And I mean, it's really healthy to have somebody else in your life who's driven, who's motivated like you. Somebody who'll just stay on your ass and be like, hey, I really like that. Keep doing that. Hey, I love that new design. I want to see that by Thursday. Like, yeah, for sure. It's good to just have somebody on your ass. I mean, I I listened to the last podcast at work today and uh, you were talking about how you need a lot of alone time and how that's a key in your life. And Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. I agree with that. But I also think even in your alone time, you need that one person, that one friend, that one parent. I mean, it can come from anywhere, but you need that one person who's just like in the back of your head, like, I can't let them down. I can't slack, you know? Right. I was more that keeps you going. Yeah. I was more so talking about like someone that can really, uh, I was talking more of like a partner, uh, in, in that sort of situation, but like someone that can really like respect your alone time because that's very important with like relationships is communication so well and especially being in a in a creative job i mean your alone times where you really create it's hard to it's hard to create when you're in a room with another person you have to entertain them or you have to keep a conversation going and sometimes that can help your creative process but a lot of the time that genius just strikes when you're alone just in deep thought just driving yourself nuts about it it's sort of like the two people have to be on the same page, you know, like if you're, if I have a girlfriend and she just wants to, you know, Netflix and chill or, you know, do something like that or take a nap. It's like, and I'm over here fucking like on a treadmill in my brain. Like, you know, it's, it, we're kind of in two yeah, just spots. A mental lap. Right. Uh, I feel you. That's why uh, I think in relationships, boundaries are super important. It's important to like, as soon as the relationship starts, let them know, just be like, hey, I have this goal that I've had for a long time and no offense to you, but I'm not letting anything slow me down. You need to know that right off the bat. No, I think in a relationship, when you first start it, it's very important to set boundaries and kind of kind of map out what you're doing in your life. So if you've had a goal like you, you've had this brand going for so long and you've invested so much in it and you have so much passion in it. And that's something like right at the beginning of the relationship, you just got to be upfront and say, hey, I've had this goal for a long time. 
and I'm not letting anything slow me down. And you have to know that I'll give you everything I can, but I still have to give my energy and keep building on the investment I've had. Facts. Right. And and I definitely feel like a good relationship can make like your life even better, you know, but it can also be very detrimental if you have a very toxic relationship that sort of brings you down, you know? Oh, hundred percent. Uh, a bad relationship can ruin your life. I mean, it can kill your motivation. It can make you depressed. I mean, the the space something takes up in your head is very important. You can't let something take up all your brain capacity because it'll ruin you. That's why it's important. I think it's important to always be multifaceted because when you zone in on one thing, you will let it drive you nuts. You'll let it drive you crazy. Right. It's almost... I almost think it has a negative effect when you're just tunnel vision focused on something, at least for me. I know everybody's different, but yeah, I definitely relate people, to that. They, they get tunnel vision on one thing and then they let all these other aspects of their life slip. That's why that's one of the big reasons I don't work full time. I work like 35 to 37 hours max. Now, I know that's three hours under full time, but that little three hour leeway gives me time to, you know, get to the gym. It gives me time to go help my grandparents. It gives me time to help my mom or my sister, or if my friends need help, or if they need to talk to me or spend time with me, it gives me time to do the things that fulfill me other than the thing I'm focused on. Right. All exactly. I did outside of work was model and didn't have a fulfilling life outside of that. I wouldn't be able to network because I wouldn't be a happy outgoing person. Right. You definitely have to have it come naturally and sort of have that balance between like, you know, getting work done and also kind of just living life, you know? Yeah, we only we only have I mean, we all know we only have a limited amount of years on this earth. And it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, if you want to create something awesome that lives beyond you, that's really cool. But. You can't you can't just be so focused on one thing that you lose connections in your life. You know, you can't be so focused on your goal that when you're 25 and you've made it, you have no one to enjoy it with because that's right. probably an awful feeling. Right. But I can also see like in some instances, like that may be all they have, you know, is that, uh, you know, creative path that they may take to like, you know, make some sort of happiness in their life. You know, they're my life. They're oh, my yeah. their life may be really shitty, you know, but they look at like drawing or music as like a path to escape. And I know that's the case for a lot of people. So I can definitely understand both sides of it. Oh yeah. A lot of, a lot of celebrities and a lot of really powerful people come from broken, tragic stories. And it's like, they just found their thing that made them happy. That's really common in comedy. A lot of comedians come from broken homes Mm -hmm. and how they cope with it is being funny. And like, that's their passion to get them out of that dark spot. And that's what makes them happy. Right. But I think I think if you have the choice, you know, if you have the situation around you to be fulfilled by other people, you should connect with other people. That's the most important thing in life. Yeah, facts. At least give it a try, you know, because a lot of people are closed minded. They, they they just look at people and they're just like, man, I don't want to deal with them, you know, but it, it's nice to actually connect with people. You know, it, it opens a lot of doors for people that they wouldn't, uh, you know, have before. Well, yeah. And a lot of the a lot of the reasons most people do the things they do in their lives is to either impress other people or make other people happy. Yeah. So so it's like the kid who was bullied in high school and then he goes (laughs) on to create an awesome app or technology. Because he wanted everybody to love him and now they have a reason to love him. 
I yeah. get that. I understand that drive and that force of that, but I think that's an unhealthy way to get successful. It's definitely a way to get successful, but there are multiple ways to get successful. And some of them, you have the money and the fame and all that, but you're broken on the inside at the end of that. The goal is to get all of it all together. Right. Exactly. That's why it's great to do something you love and like making money off of it. Like for me, it's clothes and for you, it's modeling. So if we can both, you know, profit off that and, you know, become even become wealthy from that, you know, that would be fucking that's, you know, that's one of my biggest goals for sure. Doing oh, yeah, something I love. That's, oh, that, that's definitely my ultimate goal in life. My mom told me when I was very young, she was like, if you end up doing something you love, you're never going to work a day in your life. And I'll tell you right now, I have had grueling photo shoots where it's it's negative 10 or it's 100 degrees or we're shooting for the fifth or sixth hour. And it's like, holy shit, like my legs hurt. Is this what I signed up for and all that? But at the end of the day, when I go home, that that feels nothing in comparison to an eight hour shift at my actual job. Right. Because it because feels I'm like fulfilled from it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly and i mean that that's that's the biggest goal for everybody in life is just to be fulfilled everybody says they want money they want this they want that they want something to fulfill them what mm-hmm. fulfills everyone is different but at the end of the day we're all going for the same thing we all all just want to be happy we want to be fulfilled and happy mm-hmm. um a question i was going to ask you was uh who inspires you uh i have a lot of people that inspire me um I would say the first one that comes to mind is definitely my mom. She uh, she raised me and my sister as a single mom from like the time I was 11 to now. So, I mean, 11 years. My sister is successful. She has a good job. She has her own house. I mean, she's sitting prettier than most 25-year-olds ever could want to. And me, I'm, I do more things in a week than most people do in a month. I get so much done. I'm so productive. And I mean, it inspires the fuck out of me that she is a single mom raised two kids. You know, she had to be the mom and the dad. She was working multiple jobs. My whole child was never missing my bath. Was always there for me when I needed a shoulder to cry on. Like, I mean, being a single mother is the hardest thing in the world. So for her to have done that successfully, I mean, that inspires the fuck out of me. Yeah. That's great. I love to hear that. Aside from my mom, I mean, my grandpa, my grandpa too inspires the fuck out of me. The dude's had seven different kinds of cancer. He's beat all of them. Some of them multiple times. The dude's 84. He officially retired two years ago. He had a job for 20 years after he retired. He's the hardest working person I've met in my entire life. He's a sensitive, emotionally intelligent dude. He I mean, he raised three daughters who are all successful and have kids who are successful. He has taken care of my grandma, like more than any woman could have ever in her wildest dreams wanted. And that that shit inspires the fuck out of me. My grandpa did life the textbook way and did it better than anyone could ever done it. And he did it without ever complaining. Mm -hmm. He does everything with love. He's just, tears almost come to my eye, dude. He's just, he's a hell of a guy. Uh, I always tell anybody, anybody who loves me or cares about me, loves and cares about my grandpa because there's so much of him in me. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm a carbon copy 
and then add some other characteristics and that's how you get me but he i mean he's he's inspired me jesus christ he's inspired me more than anybody else in my life i think just because of his attitude and just the way he gets stuff done i mean he's 84 and i can still rely on him for anything i need that's that's crazy dude's lived a hell of a life and he's made a lot of people happy he's a he's a great dude but one of my one of my sneaky inspirations and one one person i'm always talking to people about always sharing their stuff always hyping them up it's you man Corbin, you, you inspire the fuck out of me, dude. When I met you, you were like, Jesus, you were what, 17? And you yeah. had, had your brand for a year already. And I mean, it just kind of lit a fire under my ass. I was like, this kid's, this kid's two or three years younger than you doing all this big shit. And he's got all this passion and all these ideas. And just seeing you do it at such a young age and have such a path and just all the drive you have, it inspires the fuck out of me. It makes me all the time be like, no, get up and do something like Corbin's two or three years ahead of you. You got to get after it. You really, you inspire the fuck out of me. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate it. No, but you know, I wish I could, uh, I wish I could really relate to you more when it comes to like inspiration, because like, you know, you, you personally know these people and I'm just stuck. Like, like I'm alone a lot of times. So it's like, I'm stuck inspired, being inspired by like Kanye West and like, people I don't even know personally, but like, they still inspire me. And and don't get me wrong. Like my dad is, you know, a person that inspires me a lot. Um, you know, but a lot of it's just like different artists I don't know. So I'm like, I'm sort of jealous. Like I'm sort of envious in a way, you know, but I- I'm glad that you know these people personally and like, you know, they're huge inspirations to you for sure. So. Well, yeah. And I mean, to get even more general with it, I have so many more people than that that inspire me in my life. Like, that's why I really like social media. I can keep up with what everybody's doing. When I see my friend do something good, you bet your ass I'm the first person to hype them up or be like, hey, keep going. I love this shit. I want to see more of that because it inspires me. The scariest thing in life is to try something. Everybody's scared to try stuff. Everybody's scared to fail. Everybody's scared of this. And people who are just out there constantly trying shit inspire the fuck out of me because that's what I want to do. I want to try everything. I want to be mm-hmm. a jack of all trades, you know? Yeah, for and sure. And I definitely, I definitely have inspirations that I don't know that are famous. Like you brought up Kanye. You know, I'm a huge Kanye fan too. And his story just, it speaks for itself. Like he comes from sort of the same background as me, single mom, working hard, raising her kid, loves her kid, believes in everything he does. Like that that tie i definitely connect to a lot with kanye and i'm inspired by a lot of artists and stuff but i think you're inspired by a lot of artists and creatives because that's the lane you chose mm-hmm. that's the path you have so you're inspired by the people who have done it i don't Facts. know my path yet so i think that's why my inspirations are so broad okay. but i definitely like i like i can't even say i can't even name a professional model that inspires me because yeah. I don't really pay attention to professional models. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. But at the end of the day, it inspires me more to see my buddy who never posts on Instagram and him get real vulnerable and post some pictures of himself that he thinks are cool. And for him to get a good reaction and feel good, that inspires me to be like, well, why are you scared to try this weird pose or this set of pictures with maybe your shirt off or like, mm-hmm. it just regular people inspire me a lot more than celebrities because when you're a regular person it's so hard to try new things because it is, it, man. 
know, it, if you fail, it affects your life a lot more. When you've made it and you have money, hell yeah, you can be a famous rapper and start a clothing brand and start this and that and this and that because you have the basis to do it. People with no base who try things, I mean, that just, that gets me going. That yeah, really sure. gets me going. Self-made people, like you running your own brand and it all being ran by you, that inspires the fuck out of me. I don't, I don't know. Like, there's a Hannah Wilson. I'll name drop her. She's got Picked Exchange out of Dixon. Mm-hmm. And she's rebranding soon. She's going to name it uh, Rack City, which I think is cool as fuck. But she's she's the same age as me, running a thrift shop, something I want to do eventually, you know? Oh, yeah. But she's out here doing it, invested in it, passionate, just dumping all of her energy and time into it. And that's just mm-hmm. inspiring to me to see her believe in herself that much. Oh, yeah. I I definitely, uh, the, some of the people I admire the most are just people that try and give it a chance. You know, I don't, it, it's hard to just like, you know, especially for me, um, and I know probably for you too, it's like, uh, when you try so hard with something and, you know, you, you fail and you succeed, you know, but a lot of times when you're starting up, you fail a lot. So, and that, and a lot of people know that's just how it goes, you know, when you're just first starting, but to, yeah. to get back up and, and like, keep trying to keep, and just not taking no for an answer. Um, you know, that, those are people I admire the most, you know, at least it's given well, it a shot. Some of the most, some of the most successful people in the world were told their idea was crazy and they were turned down by 10 people, but they got up that 11th time and got the person that believed in them that was right. That's mm-hmm. why it's super important to detach how other people feel about you from your confidence. That's something I really respect about Kanye. I think he's the most confident person who's ever walked the face of the earth. He's been told he's crazy by millions of people, and he's still out here pioneering, doing new shit, making yep. better things. Right. I mean, when people when people call you crazy. I think that's most of the time that's a surefire sign you're doing something right because people think people who do things differently are crazy, but that's the only way to get better and to, you know, make something new. That's going to be the new wave is to be different and afraid to be different. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely scary to fail, but every successful person, every book you read about them, every interview you see with them, the one thing they all have in common is they're like, yeah, they're like, you just got to keep trying. I mean, some people don't make it. Look at, you know how into Benny the Butcher I am and Conway and Westside. Mm-hmm. They just made it. They've been at it for decades. They just made it. They're in their late 30s. They just made it. But hey, they made it. It doesn't matter when you make it. It just matters that you make it. And some people don't even make it. And at that point, it doesn't even matter either. Just having the passion, something that fulfilled you. Like you have to, you have to disconnect your uh your success from it too like you can't just judge how good you are doing off of sales or how good you are doing off of buzz and stuff like that because it's the consistent person that wins yeah i definitely feel like uh that's true mostly but i mean a lot of times it's like you wonder if this shit's just like rigged sometimes you know it can feel like that a lot especially if you're in the scene of like trying to run a business and uh especially with like a clothing brand or a rap career it's like sometimes this shit can feel rigged you know you look at other people and you're like man like 
I'm making shit ten times better than him. But it's like I'm actually I'm really glad you brought that up because that's how I feel about modeling sometimes. So uh, the perfect example is I can put a ton of hours into thinking about an outfit. The photographer can put a ton of hours into thinking about poses and the scene we're having and all that. And then some 19 year old girl can post a picture of her in a bikini and it'll get twice the interaction in life. Right. You know, that doesn't feel like it's rigged. It's, it's hard to be a male model in the sense that I really can't use my body to my advantage, except, you know, if I take my shirt off, that might get a few more clicks. Right. But even then, it's a it's an incomparable gap between. Yeah, I, I just feel like the, the female body is so celebrated. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, me as a man, I think women are beautiful and the female body is so intricate and complex. Right. And there's exactly. a lot to love about it. And yes, men's bodies aren't as aesthetically pleasing. You know, we have hair all over. Right. Uh, our bodies are just built a lot different. They're not meant to be ogled at and viewed like that we're less of a we're more of a a workhorse than a a show pony Mm -hmm. exactly we're just very different yeah i think that's the really cool thing about being a male model though like i mean the last photo shoot i went to it was seven girls and me and guess what i had to learn really early on how to talk to girls i had never met who have nothing in common with and it's only helped me in life Mm -hmm. but I have a lot of female friends and interaction on my posts and stuff from females that has nothing to do with sexual attraction. It's just me being good friends with them, networking, us being into the same things. But as a male model, you kind of have to lean into the femininity of things because I feel like it's a very female dominated industry. You know, America model is all women. There's no men in that. Right um yeah exactly and that's i'm glad you brought that up um because a lot of people tend to forget like the the female presence we have in in the world i mean it's literally like there's like you know fucking three billion females so it's like when you're running a clothing brand or you want to model it's like you you also need to like think about uh females and not just you know, just the man side of it. Cause we're two very different, uh, kinds of people for sure. And I mean, everyone's different, but I'm just talking about like man and female. Um, but you know, I, I definitely try to, uh, uh, include more feminine colors in my clothes and, uh, include a lot of female models in my clothes and you know i just try to include everyone because you know i don't discriminate yeah that's a good example too i feel like the clothing industry is pretty female uh dominated not in the designer sense but in the sense of who they're making clothes for Mm -hmm. it's just it's just more common and stereotypical for a woman to be more into her looks and her appearance and how oh yeah for sure and i feel like that's something really cool and that's one of my big advantages is that i I do care about my appearance and my clothing and if this goes with that and just not wearing black and a cool hat and some cool shoes, like really getting into the fine details of an outfit and how you dress. Right. And I would give, I would give my mom a lot of credit for bringing that out of me being raised by a woman. I always had a little bit more flair because a woman was dressing me. My dad wasn't like put on that Nike shirt and those shorts and get out the door. (laughs) 
you know i always had a little bit of a little bit of an advantage over the other guys yeah it's definitely a huge advantage to see both sides of things too i mean like if you're not like because a lot of a lot of men are afraid to uh just kind of explore a little bit and just kind of like see both sides and uh most most men are terrified of their sexuality oh yeah for sure holy shit you can be a fucking straight dude and love musicals and love dressing nice and having colored hair and having long hair like all those things are just stereotypes like it doesn't it doesn't make me any different or change my sexuality if i was even to put a dress on i'm still a straight man who enjoys to dress in a dress like i don't know i just feel like the gender roles are so set that a lot of guys are just scared to even dip a toe over the line and it's like dude it's fun to be feminine sometimes oh yeah a lot of the most beautiful things in life are distinctly feminine yeah for sure and that's that's it it was sort of set that way i mean like stereotypes and and whatnot like a man is supposed to you know be a hard worker and and a woman's supposed to stay at home and cooking you know there's there's like definitely that uh stereotypical side of it but i mean like like you said i mean people are just scared of change they're scared of like you know they call you crazy and whatnot it's just like no we're just exploring shit and it's not like no one's forcing you to you know be a part of it you know it's just kind of like stop judging people you know stop hating yeah i i mean i always had it really easy because my sister has always been I, i i don't know if she's more masculine than me but like if my car fucks up, I call my sister and ask her how to fix it or ask her to come help me. If I blow a tire, my sister comes and helps me. Like I've always been the more feminine one, but I'm the big muscular masculine looking one. And she's the tiny female who knows how to do all the masculine things. Like stereotypes and gender roles have never been a big deal for me because it's always been odd in my family. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should just kind of be themselves. I mean, especially with nowadays, and that's another topic I kind of wanted to talk about is like just cancel culture and just like the world is definitely different nowadays, you know, like, I mean, I'm only 19 and, and, you know, we're both fairly young, but like, even like, even in like 2016 shit was a lot different than it is now. You know, like, what do you think about that? Just, just how we were talking about, about earlier how you know you can't be afraid to fail and you can't be afraid to try and you can't be afraid to do that cancel culture makes people more afraid to try and more afraid to fail because when you do you're crucified for it like oh, yeah. i i just think it's crazy uh one big one i'll bring up is dave Chappelle. everybody was calling him a transphobe and uh it's because they didn't actually listen to his comedy special mm-hmm. when he talks about the trans person in his special it's someone he loved and like someone who was a really big part of his life and did a lot for him and he's talking about them in a positive way yeah so i just think with the way social media and the internet and just how culture is now everybody really likes to be negative and hop on a bandwagon and hate on something because that's what gets a result you know if i tweet out I love Steph Curry. It's going to get four likes. If I tweet out, fuck Steph Curry, he's a bitch. It's going to get 10 likes and a retweet. You know, people love to hate now. And you know me, I I try to be so positive and optimistic. 
And I try to turn the the tide on that because I, I don't think it's fun to be negative or to hate on things. I think it's fun to uplift things. If you don't like something, then you shouldn't give it any of your energy. You shouldn't give it any of the energy to even hate it. You should just ignore right. it. Yeah, exactly. Like Jesus, unless, unless it's actually physically affecting you. Or I mean, things can affect you emotionally enough to where it affects you physically. But unless it's something that's like ruining your life, just ignore it. I mean, good God, how hard is it to put your phone down and walk away from it and just not respond? Or I just, I feel like people are very, very gung-ho on just jumping on the negativity train and the cancel culture train. And they're just, oh, well, this guy's a terrible person. And I'm going to tell you how terrible of a person that he is. And that makes me a good person. Right. It's like, that doesn't make you a good person. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely shit's has changed a lot. I mean, like people are more for being against each other than like coming together and just kind of like, you know, a lot of people that's the, that's the problem with uh, just like the internet nowadays is that people take a lot of shit out of context. That's like one of the biggest reasons people get quote unquote canceled uh, Two, I mean, like, cause you can just start a rumor and people could just start running with it and it could well, literally I mean, destroy someone's life, you know? How often do you hear somebody say fake news this, fake news that? I mean, that's a real thing. That's a real thing that happens. Somebody posts a blog on the internet that's complete bullshit and has no sources and somebody runs with it. And it, it's just crazy to me how uh, people are just really likely to accept something negative. But if it's, uh, if, it, if it's fake news and it's positive, they're more tentative to be like, hmm, well, where'd you hear that? Right. <laughs> but, you know, as soon as they hear something negative, they can hop on the hate train for they're like, yep, that's true. I don't care what you tell me. now. <laughs> that guy's a piece of shit. And he touches kids and blah, blah, blah. It's right. like, Whoa, Jesus Christ, you're making some crazy accusations right. with no founding. Yeah, it's fucking I, I'm definitely I'm definitely disgusted by that. Because, like I said, it one of the scariest things is to try stuff. And to put even more pressure on people to not try new things is just going to kill our growth as a society. Right. People have to do bad things and fail to be or- in order to be able to do great things. If Kanye West never made a shitty beat, he would have never made the greatest beat of all time. Right. You can definitely, you, you, you just cannot be scared. Um, like when I first told uh, my family that I was uh, going to move and I, I said I was going to move to Florida. I mean, it's still undecided, but you know, it's, it's, it's moving towards uh, Florida. But when I said I'm moving to Florida, like, you know, not to hate on my sister, but she was like, she's just like, first thing she was, she was skeptical. She was like, there's tornadoes, there's hurricanes. Uh, it's super hot. It's like, why are you just like, why is the, that the first thing you're doing to me? Why is that the first, you're the first thing you're doing is bringing up something negative And it's like, uh like it sucks you know well yeah people people will constantly try to speak fear into your plans that's why you have to be really careful who you tell your big plans right because people will give you anxiety and make you nervous over things that aren't even a big deal like you'll say oh like me i'll be like oh yeah i'm going to this concert in chicago my grandparents will be like oh be careful you know you might get shot you might this you might that i'm like i've been to chicago 300 times and i've never gotten shot let's chill out people are just they want to speak fear into your plans and a lot of the time it is people who care about you but they're not doing it out of a hater or a negative aspect 
they're doing out of being worried for you. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, oh my God, well, what if this happened or what if that happened? But people really need to realize it helps the person doing the goal a lot more if you're supportive. Like those things you're worried about and those negative aspects that could happen can be avoided through not worrying about them. Because you can manifest shit by being so worried about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it just kind of creates like when someone's uh, supporting you, it kind of creates like reassurance. And, you know, I try to surround myself by people that are, are more just realistic, you know, and that aren't always going to uh, just point out every negative thing first. And like, that's all they talk about. But just someone that's like, hey, you know, you should uh, just think about like, you know, the price of moving to Florida before you just say you're going to move to Florida, you know, just someone that's realistic and that helps you, you know, like constructive criticism, you know, constructive criticism. That's definitely a very healthy thing to be in realistic. And like, you have to have people, you can't just have yes men in your circle who are like, everything you do is awesome. I love everything you've ever came up with. Cause then you're going to make dog shit. Yeah. At the end of the day, then you're going to make dog shit. You're going to produce dog shit. Like, yeah. You have to have people who are critical of you in your life. And it's it's good to keep a couple of those people around, but the majority of your circle should be supporting you. I mean, th- those people should be the ones lighting your candle, filling up your cup, the ones who are like, no, no, do it. Like, I want to see you succeed. I want to see you try. I want to see you. Because when someone sees that something fulfills you and they love you, they're going to support you any way they can to see you do it. Right. Yeah, facts. I just, I just like genuine people, you know, around me. And like you said, people that aren't going to be yes men. Um, those are the best friends to have, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, most of my best friends I have not that much in common with. You know, we're kind of very different, but that's why we get along so well, because we can teach each other things and we have different perspectives that maybe the other one didn't think of. and. It's definitely good to find your circle of people that are alike you, but it's really important to hang out with people that are very different. That's why I'm so outgoing and why I try and network so much. Because mm-hmm. the more people you know, the more things you know. You're right. Right. Facts. And I think that's another huge lesson is just kind of uh, keeping an open mind, you know, like that's why I'm moving, you know, just it's a part of that open mind in me to you know, explore the world and meet new people. And like, that's really new people that, with different ideas, right? Facts and, 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 uh, network and, you know, like, especially me moving, uh, uh, far away from Illinois, you know, I'm, if I'm moving all the way to Florida, it's like, you know, there's all these different ethnicities and cultures and it's all just different. I like, I notice with me, I don't like being comfortable. Like, you know, I don't like being just like, you know, at least too comfortable. Yeah. I was, Cause I was going to interject uh, a certain level of comfortability. I think it's very important to be successful because it's important to be uh, comfortable being uncomfortable, but if mm-hmm. you're uncomfortable all the time, you're never really acting out of like your true intentions. You always have something that's affecting you that's going into your decision. So like if uh, just a, a hypothetical, but you move away and you're really low on money for the first time in your life, right? 
Mm-hmm. And then you're making decisions to like make your outfits cheaper and make your supplier a cheaper supplier who doesn't give you the same quality and stuff like that. Like that's what I'm talking about with being super uncomfortable. It'll start to seep into your decisions. So I right. think it's important to have like a comfortable base, but like, like that's me. That's why I live in a small town, but I'm always constantly venturing out to bigger cities and seeing different things and meeting new people because yes, it would be bad if I just stayed in Dixon and only talked to people in Dixon and only got their input. Right. But the, the having a hometown that's very comfortable and familiar for me, I think aids my success a lot because I don't have to think about a lot of things in my daily life that I would in a new place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like, if you definitely, if you want to be successful, you're, you're going to have to want to get out there and, and go and see the world. I mean, think about like the most, the, the thing I learned is that the most like successful people have all worked with other people and they've gotten out there and like, they, they, they know so many people. I mean, just because of life experience and like, when I talk to someone like, that's that's my favorite discussion it's just kind of like uh learning about someone and if i can meet someone new that's like you know 70 years old and they served in the vietnam war and uh you know they've been to every country in the world and you know like shit like that like it's interesting to talk to people like that and you can learn so much i feel like that's like one of the biggest ways you can learn is just from like talking to people with different experiences oh dude if you take any advice i give you it is start talking to more old people that uh that's probably my favorite part of my job is most of the people that come into county market are elderly but i think elderly people get written off a lot those are treasure troves of knowledge if you've Mm -hmm. been alive for 70 80 years you know four times the shit i do as a 21 year old you know yeah facts and it's it's important to learn from other people's experiences, especially the bad ones, if you don't want to go through them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Facts. I definitely agree with that. I mean, one of the best ways to learn is to uh, see other people like uh, not see other people fail, but like learn from other people's mistakes is basically what I'm saying. And talk yeah, to them. And I definitely see I what they went through. Yeah. 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 Because it, it's important. Uh, it's really important to hear about other people's experiences and their mistakes because one a lot of shit in life is avoidable just by like learning and educating yourself on other people's lives like Mm -hmm. my sister is only three years older than me but she's given me advice that has saved my ass on multiple occasions Mm -hmm. that's a little gap versus the person who's 60 years older than me giving me advice that's going to pay off in four years you know you just never really know what another person has to offer. So you should just hear everybody out because everybody, everybody has that one thing. And I'm a firm believer in it. Everybody has that one thing that they're an expert on, whether they think they are or not. And it could be some silly, you know, you could be an expert on putting the water cooler on the jug thing, right? So it doesn't spill at all. But yeah. you're still an expert in that. You could t- still teach me how to be an expert at that. And then if I have 10 people teach me a pointless thing to be an expert at, well, if I'm an expert at 10 pointless things, then those 10 things kind of start to matter. Altogether, that's a lot of knowledge. Knowing one thing singularly 
isn't that valuable, but that's why it's important to learn from other people because you can fast track your knowledge. Right. And and that's why I'm kind of like indifferent on uh like school and shit because I mean, obviously it's all a system. I mean, they want you to go to school and they want you to learn about these like specific things that, you know, definitely are based in like history and like, you know, math and English and like, it's all great. But once you get out to the real world, then, you know, cause you're not, you're, they're not teaching taxes. They're not teaching like what to do if you get a flat tire or some shit, like yeah. in some schools there may be, but I'm just saying like certain life experiences, like you need to have like that book knowledge and sort of that street knowledge, you know, to, to combine it together to have a sustainable life that you can survive. Oh, no, I, I definitely agree. I think uh, I think our school system is really broken because a lot of the valuable life skills the kids need to learn are never taught to them in a classroom. They learn it on Google or they learn it from their parents or their grandparents. Mm hmm. I think uh, a lot of the school system is just teaching people basic skills when you're young. But once you get into high school and college and shit like that, you should really let kids choose what they're learning. Yeah, facts. Like Man. GEDs, I think, I think general education degrees and those classes, I think, I think that has discouraged more people from going to college than anything else. They get in and they're learning the same shit they were in high school in a class that they're paying for. And they have to go through it for a year or two years before they actually get to learn something they want. When instead you could just be self-taught and teach yourself stuff. I mean, the internet is the most vast, big source of knowledge that exists. There's no library in the world that can fucking hold the internet's jackstrap. So oh, it's yeah. like, if you want to learn something, it's kind of on you at this point. You can pay to for a course of a celebrity who knows how to do something and have it mastered in fucking a couple months versus going to school for four years. Yeah. The degree is the thing that holds people back, you know? Sometimes you just have to have that, that plaque with your name on it so somebody will hire you. Yeah. Most oh. of the time, it doesn't even matter what the degree is. It's kind of just like a, it's a merit badge being like, hey. I was disciplined and went to school for four years and passed all my shit. So yeah. I'll be a good worker. Well, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big, I like to let my, my work ethic and all that stuff speak for itself. So I don't want that degree that's got my back. And it's like, well, well, yeah, you can say whatever you want about me, but I have a bachelor's in art, you know? Right. Well, shit. I, I know people who didn't go to college. My buddy fucking Jacob North knows more shit about 70s 80s 90s rock than most college professors who teach music theory does like that's just because he's passionate about it and learns about it right and it's definitely not to discredit like teachers and shit i mean obviously you know it's a job at the end of the day too but i think with no. like with like school it's like i just see i see a lot of like uh kids just kind of being like their spirit is just kind of killed from going to school and like you know my, my most recent post i uh i just posted on instagram was me uh my my clothing sketches and shit from when i was in high school like i didn't like high school at all that shit fucking sucked i want to be like it feels like i'm just in sort of like this bubble and, and it's all like negative people and fucking people are loud and it's just like it just kind of makes you fucking depressed. School makes a lot of kids well, yeah. fucking depressed. 
I definitely agree. A lot of people go to college and like when you go to college, like what's the average age is like 18 to 23 is like the time you're in college. That 18 to 23, I'll tell you right now, if I would have gone to college, Corbin, I would not be the person I am now. I wouldn't have been as outgoing. I wouldn't have worked on myself as much because like I said, you can only focus on so many things. So if you're focused on this fucking degree, but you miss an opportunity where you could have done this thing and then become a professional without a degree. I just feel like 18 to 23 is where you really figure yourself out. And if you're in school being taught things and what you should do and the path you should take, you're not really becoming your true self. You're becoming what other people are telling you you should be. And I don't like that. That doesn't sit right with me. I, my, my life motto is I follow what feels good. If I do something and it feels good and it's positive for everybody, you're damn right I'm going to keep doing it. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely those that those uh 18 to 23 years are just like those are like some of your prime years, you know, and like you said it's like time to figure yourself out and you know, especially for me. I mean, luckily for me, I feel like I've always been very intelligent from a young age and like I've always just kind of been like uh uh very driven and uh, inspired and you know, very creative. I always took like art classes and I've always drawn and try to do a little bit of music and, you know, just very artsy. I like just kind of doing, you know, like you said, what feels good. So, but I mean, and that's the thing is, you know, if there's kids that enjoy math or whatever, and that's what they want to do, they want to teach it. They want to become a scientist or whatever. That's your dream. No one should shit on your dream at all, but, but, but I definitely want to here, I'm going to interrupt you real quick to finish. No, you're good. I was going to say is give that same energy for the, for the kids saying they want to be a scientist and be, want to be a mathematician or an English teacher or whatever that, that the system creates for them. And they're like, yeah, you should do that. That's acceptable to them. Why not? Why why can't it be acceptable to be a YouTuber or a fashion designer or whatnot? Or, you know, someone that just fucking wants to be on the street, just kind of like, banging drums and shit or or making music or just doing whatever people need to be more acceptable of of uh other people's dreams that that they just love to do and 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 it's not uh just because it may not be like up to your standards you know who gives a fuck like what who are you who are you to tell them like they shouldn't do that yeah, I so agree with that. Uh, a really good example is like people who try to do music. Everybody always shits on them. They're like, nice. oh, another SoundCloud rapper, another this, another that. I try to support what everybody does because I'm a big put myself in your shoes. If I'm doing so, if I'm out here modeling and somebody's shitting on my modeling, yeah, that's going to make me feel bad. So I'm not going to shit on what anybody else wants to do, even if I don't fucking understand. Like my buddy, uh, my buddy Kramer works. Uh, for the union he's 19 he travels like three weeks out of the month and works in the union as a pipe fitter with his dad it's grueling labor busts his ass works harder than i've worked in my entire life i don't give him shit for it i'm like dude i'm so proud of you like you're doing shit i could never imagine i'm so proud of you for doing your path and doing what you like and doing Mm -hmm. what you think is going to make you the most successful i think the main issue is just people are not supportive of people yeah, nobody everybody acts like everything's such a competition there's room for everybody in life like there can be 
an endless amount of musicians. There can be an endless amount of artists. There's always going to be people who appreciate what you do, but it's a lot easier to get there quicker. if People are supportive. And even if you're not understanding, even if you don't understand what somebody's doing, just don't shit on what they're doing. Facts. Because you'll understand eventually when their people find it and catch on to it, you'll understand the people who don't understand your brand now will definitely understand when you have thousands of followers and people Mm -hmm. wearing your shit and tagging you in it all the time. And like a lot of the time people don't understand people until it's too late. And I'm big on supporting whatever anybody's going to do because who knows who I know who's going to be successful. A fucking kid I went to high school with plays in the NBA. Like, you never know what's going to happen to somebody or how successful they're going to get or where their life's going to take them. So you should be nice to everybody. Right. If you just, if you just believe in them, you know, and you know, like you said, we should have more support. And a lot of it's just a competition of people nowadays. I'm seeing like, uh, you know, in any industry, especially like artistic industries of like rap and fashion and uh, shit like that. It's like, people are very competitive and uh you know it it, it can be cool to be competitive to a certain point but like to literally just put down other people just because that work isn't up to your standards it's crazy you know i always try to support it's definitely natural human nature to be competitive though because a perfect example is i've seen people who started modeling and taking pictures and shit like i do after i started doing it and yeah, my first instinct is like, what the fuck? You think you can do this too? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. But at, the, but at the end of the fucking day, then when I calm down and I'm rational, I sit there and I'm like, what the fuck does them modeling have to do with your success? Do you think they're taking eyes from you? Are you that insecure? Are you this? Are you that? Right. The same person can share both of our posts. You know, like it's shit like that. It's right. It's definitely a natural human instinct to be competitive and jealous like that, but it's not healthy. And it's something that once the once the initial anger is gone, you're like, oh, that was stupid as fuck. Yeah. So yeah, game. What is it? Game six is on tonight. I think it's uh it's at Boston, right? I think. Uh yeah, I think. I, honestly, I'd have to look it up. I'm pretty I've sure it's like, at Boston. I'm pretty sure. I, I was watching the last couple of games, and they've been pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, I thought I when I first saw the matchup, I thought it was going to be terrible. I thought it was going to be an awful finals. Oh, uh, do you think it was going to be like all one team? Yeah, I honestly thought it was going to be a wash. I mean, the Celtics are a good team, but when you play the Warriors, it's just hard because of all their shooting. Like right. you can play as good a defense as you want, but they catch fire from three, and mm-hmm. you're just kind of fall. Yeah, I thought it was a very like. Actually, surprisingly, it's actually a very uh, balanced matchup, I feel like. I mean, I, I actually called it going into uh, game six. I actually got the Warriors winning in, in six. So, hopefully. Well, respectfully, I, mean, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I mean, I'm not really rooting for anyone specific. I mean, I just feel like the uh, – I mean, both teams are very exciting, but I don't know. I just like the Warriors a little bit more for some reason. I just like shooting. I don't know why. But Yeah, no, I, I agree. I like them because I like the style of basketball they play. But what I've had a big issue is I've seen a lot of shit on social media comparing Steph Curry to LeBron and mm. saying if Steph wins the ring this year, he's got four rings in LeBron's era, blah, blah, blah. 
well, that's not really fair because all the other superstars there was only like, I don't know, seven to 10 years. LeBron's has been like fucking 19. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. of course, other people are going to win rings. He's not going to win back to back to back to back to back. And I don't know. LeBron was the main moving force in most of his finals wins. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry doesn't have a finals MVP. Yeah. And I mean, if right. he wins one this year, yeah, that adds to the resume and all that, but you you really can't compare those two. Yeah. I mean, I'd say uh I mean, he's def- he he had definitely played a big part in all the championships he's won, but to Yeah, com- I'm not saying he hasn't been a big piece, yeah. but like okay, the last the or was it the first one they won against LeBron, Andre Iguodala got the finals MVP. Yeah. And he literally got it because he played good defense on LeBron and LeBron still tore him up. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't show you, like, the levels, he literally won the award for guarding LeBron. And then yeah. they're going to compare LeBron and some dude on his team. Like, chill the fuck out. Steph yeah. Curry definitely changed the game of basketball. Oh, yeah, for shoot. sure. And, I mean, undoubtedly, he's the best shooter ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even a question anymore. The dude is ridiculous. Yeah, he definitely but changed the game. I think mentioning with him with the all-time greats, like, I've seen people saying he's a better point guard than Magic Johnson. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I, Being I a feel point like guard is not about scoring. Yeah, it's right. It's more passing and well, facilitating. Like yeah, right, right. Like, Steve Nash, Steve Nash wasn't that great of an all around basketball player. I mean, he was a good shooter, he played solid defense and shit like that, but he was such a good facilitator. That's yeah. why he's mentioned with the greats. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like Curry's, like, you know, in that top 10, maybe five of point I would, guards I would all time. I would give him top 10 for sure, but he might be 10th. You know, like, yeah. here's a perfect example. If he was Allen Iverson, okay, Allen Iverson was a point guard slash shooting guard, but he scored a fuck ton. Like, he carried his teams. When he went to the finals, you knew it was because of Allen Iverson. Right. This Warriors team this year, I don't think you can give all or the majority of the credit to Steph. They have a bunch of young guys out here killing shit. Gary yeah. Payton, uh, Jordan Poole. Kevin Looney played out of his mind in the playoffs, and yeah. he's like a no-name. Andrew so, I mean, there are other – yeah, well, Andrew Wiggins is a huge part. Like Clay Thompson. You can't forget Clay, bro. Yeah, but Clay, Clay, he's kind of been playing like ass. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. lie. Yeah, a little bit, but – a little bit, but I, I feel like, you know, I feel like he should get his flowers, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's coming off two terrible injuries, so. Yeah. I understand why it's a slow start back up. Yeah. I, I think he's one of the best scorers ever, too. I mean, he had that game where in three quarters he scored, what, like 67 fucking points? Yeah, he was going nuts. nuts. Yeah. Like, I play a lot of 2K, and there's the the badges are like Hall of Fame, gold, silver, and bronze. Yeah. Clay Thompson has every single Hall of Fame shooting badge, <laughs> rightfully so. Like, stop yeah, him, man. Uh, I mean, fuck, they're like just they're, they're one of the top offenses and probably I'd say probably history. I mean, when there's only two ways you can you can you can either score a two or a three. I mean, obviously, if you hit a three and you get fouled and you make a layup or not a layup, a free throw, that's four. But I'm saying like you got twos and threes. So obviously, if you you you're probably gonna want to hit more threes. You know, and especially with how, like, the NBA is played, you know, they're not only going to shoot threes. 
you know yeah they're, they're i mean more... you can you can still win from like the post and the mid-range now but oh, yeah. he's just like i feel like they sway the tempo so much like yeah, even if sure. you're down you hit a big hard three that's right. just a momentum shift yeah. like, it kind of takes the air out of the other team because you can play as good as fucking defense as you want right but if there's a good one-on-one isolation score from three you're fucked like that's why kd's so good mm-hmm. your whole team can play perfect defense but no one's guarding him one-on-one from the three-point line. Yeah. I'd say Curry is, like, top three most influential players. Because, like, before Curry started hitting threes like that, I mean, you got, like, Ray Allen and shit. But, like, but yeah, he's no. got more people taking more attempts and more people practicing oh, yeah. threes and he's shit. Turned, he's changed the league a lot. Like, every team's jacking up 20, 30 threes a game. Like, it's insane. Hell yeah. I love it though. I mean, it does make the game exciting. Now that the only problem with that is there's a lot of blowouts now. And you saw yeah. that a lot in the playoffs. Like one team will just catch fire and all the momentum and then the other team's just fucked. There's no catching up. Yeah. I mean, I I'd say though that Curry and LeBron are definitely not comparable due to the fact that LeBron's definitely more uh he's probably one of the most balanced players like ever. You know, he could play defense. Uh, he's probably one of the most athletic NBA players ever. He can shoot threes, mid-ranges. He has dribble moves. He can pass, dunk, well, yeah, and that's, fucking that's everything, That's my argument bro. for him being the best of all time. I mean, the best facet of the dude's game is his passing, and he's going to end up being the leading scorer of all time. That's yeah. not even the thing he's best at. Right. I don't know. It's crazy. I think... I think he's just a perfect mixture of athleticism, size, and basketball IQ. Yeah. You you know what I was thinking, though? Because I was thinking, like, LeBron could definitely beat Curry on a one-on-one. But, like, I saw someone say, like, what if they put in – you know how, like, the all-star events, they have, like, the dunk contest. First of all, the dunk contest is so fucking boring nowadays. Like, at the start, like – it was a great idea. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a fucking fantastic idea. But nowadays it's like, it's definitely the weaker of the events. You know, you got like the three point shooting contest. I feel like they should have one-on-one events. Like, what do you think? Yeah. The thing, this, I think the thing is a lot of the players egos are too big for that. Like a lot of yeah, them true. could not take losing one-on-one to another NBA player on the next. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Which yeah. I, I mean, I totally get, but I would love it's it also because that. of what you mentioned, like, Kevin Durant and LeBron would end up being the last two every year because they can guard all five positions. And unless you're a center, you're not going to guard them. Right. So, I mean, I, it'd be tough. And then you have players like PJ Tucker, who they're not crazy offensively, but that motherfucker's nuts on defense. So he might make it deep just because he's good at defense and nobody'd be able to score on him. It would definitely be interesting. And I definitely think they need to revamp All-Star Weekend because – it was always centered around the dunk contest. Oh, yeah. For and then, sure. I mean, the All-Star game will always be what it is. It's just a showcase. I mean, we're trying to see how deep they can shoot from, who can do the craziest lob and shit like yeah. that. That's fine. I think the All-Star game it, should definitely stay, but I don't know. I don't know about the, the, the dunk contest. The dunk contest is definitely like, I mean, how many different dunks can you do? Eventually, <laughs> right. Eventually, the human limit hits the thing like, Michael Jordan was doing dunks they're doing today in games forever ago. Right. So it's kind of hard with that. I I like it being more skill-based. So like who can make the most threes in a row without missing? Yeah. Who can dribble a wet basketball the further? Like weird shit like that. They just yeah. need to try new stuff because 
I definitely feel like it's gotten stale. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I'm a huge NBA fan. I didn't even really watch the All-Star Weekend this year, and I yeah. watched the highlights of the game. Yeah. Lots of people don't, though. I mean, including well, yeah. me. I don't. I just don't really – it's not like – it's not really that interesting, you know. I used to I used to be super excited, like I said, for the dunk contest and all that. Now, like, the highlight of it for me is the three-point contest. Yeah. The three-point contest is probably the most interesting part just because you're like – somebody different wins it every year usually. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of repeat winners. And it's so fun to watch people shoot. It's like – because – well, because like, it's, it's the true art form of basketball. Like, right. everybody's shooting form is so different, but you can get the same end result. Like, mm-hmm. Steph Curry shoots the ball way different than Kevin Durant, but they're both beautiful to watch. Right. And, I yeah. mean, basketball, it's described as poetry in motion a lot, and I really love that description of it because, I don't know, it's such a, like, fluid game. When you watch basketball – it just looks so much more artistic than like football, which is super smash mouth and baseball, which is really slow. Yeah. And it's just not exciting to watch. Basketball is like the perfect mix. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like baseball used to be like my favorite sport to watch along with hockey too. I feel like <laughs> hockey is underrated, um, but something about basketball, it's like, I think what makes it so entertaining is that like, okay. With like football, to, to like play like a game, like to go outside and play a game, you can, you can, uh, you can throw football with someone else, but like, and, and maybe you could practice routes or whatever with like, you know, two other people. And then you could be like the quarterback, but like with basketball, you can literally, you can do one-on-ones, you can run fives, two on twos, threes, fours. Fucking well, yeah. Other, you, can play, you can play horse. Soccer, yeah. Other than soccer, it's the game that takes the least amount of equipment. Like you just oh, need yeah. a hoop and a ball for soccer. Right. You just need a ball and a goal. Like Exactly. And I think that's why they're the two most popular sports, honestly. Yeah. I love basketball. I love playing that shit. It's just like, there's so much shit you can improve on. Like, and, well, and, and most anybody, people know Anybody how to play can it. be good at shooting. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, shooting takes no athletic ability. All the other intricacies of basketball do, but like, for you and your friends to play horse or 21, and you're all just decent, it's so fucking fun. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be a superstar to enjoy basketball. Football, I mean, you got to be pretty fucking good at football to enjoy it. Right. There's some talent. When you get the ball more often, every player gets the ball more often in basketball. Football is mainly the same people catching and running. And, yeah. you know, it's just, I, I think it's the perfect game. Yeah. I've always been in love with basketball, playing it, watching it, reading oh, about yeah. it. And, I mean, it's cool because a, a lot of athletes in general, but I think specifically NBA players, come from like shaky ass backgrounds where they like, this is what lifted their family out of poverty or this is what made it. So their kids didn't have to grow up how they did and shit like that. I think that's Mm -hmm. so cool. I'm so in love with the story of a lot of the players. Yeah. And also I feel like basketball players are like some of the coolest athletes. Like you just, especially in history too, you got Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, you know, like yeah, fucking Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain doing crazy shit, like touching the top of the backboard. Like, well, yeah, been... basketball's like it's such a cool culture because hip hop's yeah. involved with basketball. Hip hop and fashion are involved with basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, it just all goes together so well. And I think right. I think that's probably a result of it being. I mean, 
it's definitely dominated by African-American players. And so is hip hop and like streetwear fashion for the most part. Yeah. And I think that's just like everything else. Like when a lot of black people are involved in something, everyone's usually going to end up liking it because they're just cool. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Most of my idols are black people and I'm white. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not sitting here talking about how Steve Nash is the coolest fucking player of all time. Right. But I'll sit here and rant about LeBron for 10 hours. Yeah. They just kind of got like that energy, you know, and it's just very fun to watch, you know? Well, yeah. And I just feel like, I feel like their culture is a lot more open. Yeah. Like people are trying new stuff a lot more, like creating new dances, creating new styles of music. Yeah. Even when you go into sports, like creating new heights, people can reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I could never be racist because I mean, like, just I enjoy, think, I think enjoy a lot everyone. Hey, I, I think a lot of racism probably stems from jealousy. Like, it's some mm-hmm. boring white dude sitting at his house and he's like, "Man, why does everybody think he's so cool?" Yeah, blah blah blah. <laughs> like, motherfucker, just try and be part of the culture and accept it. And right, it's a lot more fun. A lot more fun to be part of it than to hate on it accept it and respect it too you know because there's a lot of people trying to you know steal shit oh, there, too. yeah there's tons of white people who steal black people's ideas and make it whitewashed and then it gets super popular and that's disgusting like right you need to give people credit for what they create exactly because shit i mean all of my fuck most of my fucking uh uh, uh what's the word uh favorite artists whether it be like basketball or music or whatever are black so you know definitely pay homage to them yeah well and it's just it's the same as everything else like if you think this small characteristic makes you different than somebody else we're all just human so like if my hair is different than yours we're not different if my skin's different than yours we're not different if my voice sounds different if i'm a different sexuality like we're all you ever seen that Kobe commercial with Kanye in it where he's like, we're the same animal, but I'm a different beast. It yeah. keeps talking like that. That's how I feel about people. Like we're all the same animal. We're just different beasts. So like, we're all the same thing deep down. We just express ourselves, look differently. We do everything in different ways, but at the core, we're all exactly the same. We all want the same things out of life. We all want to be loved and accepted and validated. And yeah. That's why I think we're just just silly to hate each other. Exactly. That's why we just need to come together and create some beautiful shit. You know, I mean, I was talking to this one dude. I think you see my post on Instagram. I was talking to this one dude at uh, a park in Freeport. It's called Crate Park. And I just met him and he was playing the saxophone. And I was just walking around taking pictures with my camera, kind of just like learning it a little bit. And he was playing the saxophone and like right outside of his car, just chilling, enjoying the beautiful day. And I said, you know, what's up? Talked to him, have a, had a good, you know, probably 20 minutes to a half hour conversation. And he actually said he met Kobe Bryant before he turned pro because he went to the Olympics because he plays tennis. I'm pretty sure. And I don't know if he was like a coach or something, but he he was there at the Olympics he said it was in Atlanta. I think he said it was like 1996 or something. But yeah, wasn't he, it in like Athens, Georgia? 
Yeah, it was something somewhere, somewhere in Georgia, I'm pretty sure. But he said he uh he said he saw someone like stretching or something and he asked like who's that? He was like, Oh, that's Kobe Bryant. He's about to be selected into the NBA. And he was like, Oh, so he walked up to him, asked if he could get a picture. And he said he, he he didn't have the picture on him, but he said he had it in like his safe or something. I just thought like, it, you know, I, I'm sure he's telling the truth. He was just putting so much detail into it. And plus, like, why would you lie about that? Like, you know, to a random person you've never met, why would you lie to them? You know, but I believe him for sure. But that is just like so fucking cool. Like, that's what happens when you just just meet new people and, and talk about life and shit. Because we were talking about my brand and he was talking about him doing tennis and him uh playing the saxophone and shit and it's just like coming together and shit you know well yeah and that's why i said you you just got to be nice to everybody like if you wouldn't have had that conversation with that dude you would have never known that you would have never had that cool ass experience oh yeah like most of the most of the cool shit that's happened to me is just from walking up to a random stranger and being like who are you and they're like, Juan, so-and-so, and I do this, this, and this. And I'm like, that's awesome. And then I see him around town. Or like, dude, perfect example. I met this kid named my buddy Adrian. I met him at the Boldy James Action Bronson and Earl Sweatshirt concert. And we were just waiting for everybody to come out. And me and my buddy Sean were talking to him and his buddy Miles. And me and Adrian exchanged Snapchats. Now we talk like every day. Then I'm at the Pusha T show like two weeks ago and guess who i see but adrian i'm like mm. holy shit like i knew he was going to be there but we weren't going to figure out how to find each other and then we just literally bumped into each other yeah it's cool shit like that like i would have never met that cool dude had his input on my life known what he does for a living if i would have never talked to him i would have yeah. missed out on an opportunity to meet a cool dude so that's why i always try to stay open oh yeah and shit like that kind of just like makes your day you know like that Meeting oh, that dude, dude playing the so saxophone. Cool. Yeah. Meeting that dude playing the saxophone. I'm trying to remember his name. What was his name? What was his name? Uh it was I think it started with a D. I kind of forgot and I feel bad now, but um it, fuck, what is it? I forgot. I'm trying to remember like his that's name. Cool though. But yeah. Like so you know you're only gonna have one interaction with them, but it's just a good ass interaction. You both have a positive impact on each other and go home. You both have a cool story yeah. after, like yeah. Oh, his name was uh Damon. It was Damon or Damien. I think it was Damon. Yeah. Shout out to Damon. I'm pretty sure that's a name. But um yeah, that shit made my day though. Like I was just walking back and I was just kind of like thinking about the conversation and like that shit just made my fucking day like 10 times better. Like that's like like that's not something I was aiming for. Like I wasn't aiming on like talking to anyone. But I just seen like a dude playing the saxophone. He's fucking vibing and I just like smiled and I was like talking started talking about music and just like introduced myself and kind of just like short life story you know talks and shit and it was just fucking awesome man like, it gives you good perspective yeah like hearing about somebody else's experiences and the cool shit they've done and all that you're like damn maybe maybe i could meet somebody famous someday right maybe i could accidentally bump into somebody who's going to be in the nba or right and it's kind of just like like maybe like watching a movie or something like you're just like listening to someone's story. Like it's like you're reading a book or listening to a song, you know, like you're, when you read a book or listen to a song, watch a movie or something, you're, you're hearing someone else's story or like their creation, just like a story. 
So like listening to other people, it's like, it's just very interesting to me, you know? Well, yeah. And everybody has something super interesting to offer. Like that dude from a distance, you're probably just like, Oh, he plays saxophone. That's cool. You had no idea he was going to tell you a dope story about me and Kobe yeah. at the fucking Olympics. Like, right. Before he turned he pro. Like, yeah, like that's a crazy fucking story and that's a crazy experience. And he's just like, oh yeah, that happened to me. Hell yeah, man. I should, yeah, and I shut up my fucking, uh, I don't even know how we were talking, talking about it, but he just brought it up and I was like, man, I got my Kobe Bryant tattoo. Like, just making little connections like that. It's just so fucking awesome, man. You, well, you, dude, ne- you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah, that's how I met that Adrian kid. He had a fucking Memento Mori tattoo on his forearm with a skull in the middle of it. I'm like, no way that's for Mac. And he's like, yeah. So I lift up my shirt and I show him my Memento Mori with the Pittsburgh P. And we start this whole combo. And then I'm showing him my Kanye tats and shit like that. Like tattoos are such a good conversation. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's fucking insane. Fucking at at the Freddie Gibbs concert I went to. I'm standing there staring at the stage and some dude taps my back shoulder. He's like, bro, I really like your hat. And I turn around and he's like, whoa, you got a ton of tattoos. What the fuck? <laughs> we start talking about that. Now that's my boy Jameson that I talk to sometimes. Like, oh, yeah. it's cool shit like that. I've met so many people and had so many cool conversations from them just being like, oh, I like that tattoo. What's that mean? Or, oh, yeah. It's just tattoos, such a good icebreaker. Tattoos are awesome, though. They're, oh you you know awesome. i'm passionate about those come on hell yeah but i'm the tattoo man <laughs> but um i also want to talk about uh what else we want to talk about we could just talk about the uh i want to talk about the recession real quick oh my god i fucking i drive a tiny little chevy cruise i i mean it's one of the smallest cars you can get yeah cost me 70 dollars to fill up my gas tank the other day that's that, fucking insane, that's just man. insane and i mean yeah, i drive dude. a lot i'm always driving around so it's like holy shit it's just yeah. a totally new bill to factor it is, in man. i mean everything now like working at a grocery store i see the prices on everything i literally watch the pricing ladies go around and change them every day they're going up mm-hmm. it's insane it's fucking and i mean insane. i don't know how insane. they expect people to survive when they're spending all their money on gas like right like it, it pisses me off because like lots of people nowadays like to if they don't have like this superstar career of like you know something crazy going on or if they don't have like a crazy skill if they just want to be like a normal regular person they want to have one job they want to go to it come home chill do whatever no you have to have two fucking jobs two yeah, full-time jobs to barely even make it because like rent's fucking high as fuck everywhere gas i i, I just drove past a gas station shit's like five dollars and 13 cents a gallon i'm like jesus christ dude fuck. yeah it's insane and like you're saying like <sighs> if you don't have a side hustle or if you don't like own a business on the side or if you don't do this on the side you have to have two jobs like for real it's insane but it i think insane, I think it's going to have to change. I mean, people aren't going to put up with it forever. And like, yeah. either the market's going to crash or I I really hope we don't go into a recession. But yeah, but, I, I mean, mean with, with everything so high, there has to be something that equals it out. It, it's insane. Right. Well, I think they're trying to, Um, I heard they were trying to do, what were they trying to do? They were trying to cut some sort of tax on, I don't know if it was like gas or they're trying to cut some sort of tax on something, which could help. But like, 
I feel like, well, but it's not, it's not just an America problem. It's the crazy thing. It's yeah, the gas yeah, thing yeah. whole world right now. I saw a tweet the other day that gas is $9 in Canada. I'm like, Jeez. what the fuck? Imagine, imagine paying $9 for gas. I would, uh, I'd be riding a bike around a lot and <laughs> running and I'd be real skinny. I mean, like, that's just, that's just unobtainable for a lot of people. It is. And I, I mean, it shouldn't be unobtainable for like you to drive all week. And then on the weekend, take a little trip out of town, hour or two, come back. Yeah. And then that's that's your whole gas. All right. Like you're spending 140 bucks to just have a normal week. That's insane. And that's just gas. It's like you also got, you know, uh, prices for houses and. Oh, uh, rent, you know, rent and yeah, prices. My my rent went up in my house $50 a month out of nowhere this year it's like that doesn't seem like a lot but when you tack it on and you have all these other bills like insurance groceries your phone bill rent uh electric in the summer with air conditioning and shit like that i mean it's insane it's outrageous i mean it's it's getting it's getting very unrealistic to live on your own it is with how prices are and stuff like most of the people i know who do not live with their parents anymore have a significant other who they split the bills with or uh-huh. live in a house with a couple people where they all split bills. I do not know anyone who lives just on their own. Yeah. It's just that's, not realistic. That's what I was thinking of doing. I think, I think I'm going to find like a, a roommate or some shit. Cause I mean, paying the shit on your own and like, that shit just fucking, that shit fucking sucks. You got to pay rent. And then you also got to get groceries. And like, what if something bad, like what if your car breaks down? You know, like all this little shit, it's just like, it makes life so much more stressful. But I think like, that's why I'm glad I got, you know, everything extraordinary and just trying to build shit. So, cause fuck, I mean, like really the only way to solve it or or to at least make it better is to have more money. So, yeah, well, the, one of the super big things is, uh, a lot of people don't have time to do something on the side and all that. Mm-hmm. And like the more people have to spend time at work and all that, it affects their mental health. It affects their personal relationships. Like it's a lot deeper than money a lot of the time. And if money is your number one stressor, I mean, what the fuck can you think about other than I need to make more money? And what kind of a life is that? Just living to make money and then die. Right. Like it's, there's no financial freedom anymore. Unless you start a business or you have this venture that's just insane or I don't know. It's, it's definitely, uh, it's a tad bit discouraging. I'm not going to lie. Cause we're coming into the time where we want to become who we want to be. And we want to get out of our parents' houses and we want to flourish in our own space and all that. And I feel like it's just becoming so unrealistic. It is real like i mean i don't know how it was you know 20 years ago but now i mean i know i've always known about inflation and shit goes up but like fuck i heard like just shit's going up like like at staggering amounts like very fast very quick for everyone regular inflation i i don't know the exact number but i'm assuming it's like between three and five percent or something a year yeah and I feel like inflation recently has been like 50 and 60, per- like shit is getting hiked up. There's shortages on everything mm-hmm. so they can hike everything up. And 
It's just nuts. It is nuts. It is. Yeah, shit's sad. I mean, I hope shit gets better, but I mean, well, really to to make it better, I mean, what I'm just trying to do is I'm just trying to make more money. I mean, like, because you can't really like, what can you do about gas prices? You know? Well, yeah. What can, what can you as a person do to get around that? You can't. And the only thing you can do is make more money. You're right. But that's what's fucked about it. It's like, it is. you can't just choose right. to stay home a lot and be a homebody and save money anymore because that's not even a fucking option. Right. You can work 40 hours a week and spend every waking moment at home and still you might not make your bills. Yeah. This like is you the- could eat only from the grocery store and never eat out and be really financially conscious and like spend your money perfectly and still be broke. <laughs> yeah. I it's think just hard to get ahead now. It is. It really is. I mean, I mean, I just, I don't know. That's why I just hope people that are working their fucking ass off, like, you know, at work and, you know, off work with, you know, side hustles and shit. I just hope they fucking make it because. Well, well, and can you think about how crazy this is? Me and you were sitting here talking about this and we're both pretty privileged to, you know, have good home lives and be in a situation that's cheaper for us. Like, I still pay rent, but that's because I'm 21, you know, like, and I've paid rent since I was 18 just because of our situation. But even that me staying at home and paying rent is cheaper than living somewhere else and paying rent. Can you imagine being a single parent or even being a two household parent? How stressful that is. You got to take care of this kid that doesn't have a job and make any money and yourself. And in some cases, your spouse and like, I mean, I have no, I have so much fucking respect for like dudes who their wife is a stay at home mom because they have three kids and that's a job on its own. And he works fucking 60, 70 hours a week to provide and shit. Like that's a grueling lifestyle. And you have to be a real fucking like grinder and disciplined as shit to be able to handle that. Oh yeah. Like we're talking about the stresses being basically still kids. There are adults out here literally starving and shit. Like, it's nuts. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, is that I've seen a lot of uh, very young people, like our age, like 19 to to low 20s, like, and, and even younger than that, just like their number one priority is money and it's like it really shouldn't have to it's be sad, that way. It, does, it's sad as it shouldn't have to be that way but that's just the way it is right now that's <laughs> you know? the life we live yeah that's the, that's most people's number one stress is money and oh, yeah. I, I say that with a lot of confidence i mean this is an actual fact i don't know the exact percentage but most americans are like one car breakdown or one huge medical bill away from bankruptcy like everybody's living on the edge right now paycheck to paycheck and it's like why do you think there's so many issues in america because everybody's stressed the fuck out over money that's why everybody's at each other's throats one little thing happens and you're already stressed out about money and it's the straw that broke the camel's back and you freak the fuck out on somebody like Mm -hmm. but i I don't know sometimes it can get hard hard not to i mean oh yeah i mean you you definitely have to give people their space to freak out and have their blow-ups and stuff but you would always rather avoid it you'd always rather have people not getting angry over things that can be changed Mm -hmm. like i think that's why politics is so frustrating to a lot of people because it's things that can be changed that don't change 
I agree with that for sure. I, I definitely know. wouldn't be as uh, as grateful of a person. You know, not having a lot makes you grateful for what you have. If mm-hmm. you if you always expect to have nice things, like your parents bought you a really nice car when you were sixteen, and then they got you another car when you went off to college. And then they paid for your dorm the whole time and shit like that. Like when you become an actual adult and graduate and move on later in life, you're just going to expect to have money because you didn't work for it. When right. you have to work for your money, you don't expect shit. You don't take anything for granted. I think I'm going to call that the podcast um, for this episode. At least this is very fun, though. I really enjoyed this. Uh, All right, but we should we should end it with a big fat bong rip out of me. <laughs> Definitely. Let's see if the audio picks it up. You hear the lighter? Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh hell yeah. Hell yeah. Nobody saw it, but it felt good. <laughs> we need we need I want to talk about weed more in our uh the next time we uh link up and do this oh i'm definitely down to be on again because that, that's a very interesting topic i wanted to talk about but we'll definitely get into it more when we uh, get the chance but all right everyone that's been the everything extraordinary podcast be sure to follow heath at heath mall on instagram is there anywhere else you want them to follow uh i'm at heath mall on twitter too uh i have a visco i think that's heath mall I'm I'm on pretty much all social media other than TikTok just because I don't trust myself and I think I'd sit on it all day. <laughs> but definitely give me a follow on Instagram, like the pics, comment, comment oh, on my yeah. fits and stuff. I'm pretty active on there. Oh yeah, be sure to share your shit and uh, support support your local artists. Support not even just your local artists. Support just you know all creators in general. Um, just believe in people, support people. That's advice I can give you for this episode, but yeah, see ya.